and that lets you save who cares true form life green look on welcome to another edition of exploring mind and body as always i'm your host true forms drew tadia fitness expert What do we got going on today? We're talking about time, the most common excuse as to why we don't live a healthy lifestyle. I'm going to tell you what we actually make time for. So I hope you enjoy. We've got that and so much more coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. This segment brought to you by Complete Truth Protein Powder. Live free, live true with whole natural foods. No additives, preservatives, soy, gluten, and dairy-free. Supplement with superfoods to energize your day. Visit completetruthprotein.co for details. Time is the number one excuse concerning health and exercise. It doesn't matter how many examples are brought up about how there is time. We still find lack of it. I've talked about time on numerous occasions because somewhere, somehow, someone is always bringing up how much time they lack and how this is a great obstacle getting in their way of living a healthier life. Someone recently brought up a phrase I used to say all the time, and it was, there's the same amount of hours in the day for everyone, which is exactly true. Some other examples I used in the past include how I trained a married mother of three, for a fitness competition who trained twice a day for at least two weeks. I'm not saying this is the case here, but many of you married women out there know having a husband isn't always support. At times, it's like having another child. I throw that in the end there because I know some would be using the excuse, well, it's easier for them. They have someone to look after their kids. We know very well there are other options for kids if mommy wants to go find a way to work out. This example leads me to another scenario where I trained a single mother of four who always seemed to find the time in the day to consistently work out three times a week and continually make small changes with her nutrition. Unfortunately, she didn't miraculously find more than 24 hours in the day. She had, again, the same amount of hours we all do. You know what always surprises me? What always seems to catch me off guard, no matter how many times I see it, it's what we actually do have time for. It's what we make time for. We have time to catch a movie with friends, along with the soda and popcorn that comes along with it. We even find extra money laying around, because as we know, heading to the movie theater isn't cheap anymore. We find time to text for hours, if not all day long. We talk on the phone, answer email, spend endless hours on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc., We find time to hit up the coffee shop for a quick chat with friends, which never ends up to be a quick chat unless you consider an hour and a half a short time frame. And the list goes on. A side note, because money, or lack thereof, is the second most used excuse for why we don't live healthier lifestyles, it's acceptable to pay more for our phone bill so we can have unlimited texting or more minutes. We always seem to find just enough money to hit that movie theater or rental, whatever it is we're doing with friends. We don't pay much attention to how many times we go out a week to eat or snack, and we don't realize how much that morning coffee and even sometimes a donut can add up. A quick example, let's say your $2 coffee in the morning, pay no attention to the price, it's only an example, because we all know that latte many of us have is closer to $5. If you turn one of these treats into a daily habit, or even a few times a week, 
There's your gym membership right there being drank on a daily basis. And we still say the gym fee's too expensive. Think about that for a second. Spend $5 on a coffee three times a week. That's going to add up to $60 a month. And what if it's only $2 a day on a coffee in the morning? Let's say that only happens on the way to work. So five times a week. That's $10 a week, which is $40 a month. So we allocate $40 to $60 a month when we could make a small adjustment, make our own coffee if we need it, and have some extra money for the gym or a class membership. So here I am, breaking myths and misconceptions about time and money. But I'm not done yet. I haven't even touched on what could be the most disturbing and most significant factor in what we actually spend time on. The answer is, it's what we surround ourselves with. I often talk about the importance of our environment, who and what we surround ourselves with. Time and again, I see people make time for gossip that goes around about other people. They make time for negative Nancy, who of course they have time for because they're our friend. We make time for family events we don't want to go to because they are family and we're supposed to go. When in reality, there's no support there. We make time for that lunch meeting that isn't going anywhere or that get together we try to avoid because the other person has nothing positive to say. For some reason or another, we always have time for these other things, events, people. But when it comes down to it, when do we make time for ourselves? The real question we should be asking ourselves when do we make time for ourselves? Because we always seem to be able to make time for other people. What happens when you have a doctor's appointment that's booked into your schedule? What happens when that hair appointment comes up that was booked months ago? How about that wedding we don't really want to go to, but we should? Why is there always time for these things? Why do we always make time? A quote that I'll continue to repeat over and over again is those of us who don't take the time to be healthy, will ultimately have to take the time to be sick. We do have choices. We do have time. And we do have money. We can choose to live healthier, to be more active. We can choose to skip that coffee or make it at home. We can choose to eat better and take care of our bodies. Our choices form our destiny. We aren't held powerless from fate or meant to be nonsense. Who we are is exactly what we want to be. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, change it period. We all have the power to change. We can all find the time and resources to be, have, and do whatever it is we want in this life. The sooner we understand that, the sooner you'll be able to turn your dreams into realities. Exploring mind and body with True Form's Drew Taddea would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Taddea, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com. Let's talk about quick digesting carbs. First of all, so we're all on the same page, there are two different types of carbohydrates. One is called complex, which is slow digesting, and the other one in which we'll talk about today is called simple carbs, or quick digesting carbs. It's important to know carbs are extremely important when it comes to energy levels, weight loss, performance in the gym, or on the field. No more important than some of the other nutrients we consume like protein or the building blocks of the muscles we build, but we'll get into that at another time. Depending on who you talk to, it's a very in-depth process of how carbs are broken down and utilized by our bodies. Maybe we can get a nutritionist to talk on the show one day. But as for now, I personally think simply and efficiently. So that's how I'm going to explain this topic. As simple as possible, 
quick carbs get to our muscles at a faster rate. If there's fiber at all, it's usually very little, which means the fiber is not slowing the digestion processing rate. This is exactly what we want right after a workout, which is the ideal time to consume these types of food. I'll explain these shortly. Now, what we've done to our bodies during a workout is break down our muscles. We've made them weaker, we've made them sore. We've caused lactic acid to build up, and for the most part, our body's in a whole lot of pain. Here's the cool part. Our bodies are amazing specimens, which is truly why I believe we should treat them with more respect than we do, but that's another subject. It's time for our body's defense mechanisms to cut in. What we've done is made our bodies weaker, and with any injury, cut, or sickness, our body's going to try to heal itself. As good as our bodies can be at healing themselves without medication, mind you, we can help increase the rate of healing and growth with the proper foods at the right times. Enter quick carbs. Why are quick carbs so important after a workout? The answer is because after we've broken down our muscle, we need to replenish and heal as quickly as possible. We have about a half hour window, possibly an hour, where it will be essential to the growth and repair of our body to consume these foods. I like to think of our bodies as a sponge. During workout, we sweat. We might dehydrate a little, which is why we need to hydrate before, during, and after workouts. We break down muscle and lose valuable nutrients. I visualize our bodies opening up. We feel inflated, maybe a little lighter. And now it's time to fuel our bodies with all the nutrients it needs to heal, to grow, and sculpt in the most efficient way possible. Remember, I wouldn't recommend these foods very often or at any other time of the day besides after a workout. The loophole is possibly breakfast if you have a very clean diet but we'll stay away from that information right now. I can tell you for a fact, if these foods I'm about to list are abused, negative effects such as body fat increase will occur. The list of quick digesting carbs include those that are white in color. That's right, the exact carbs we're told to stay away from on a daily basis. Once again, if these foods are consumed at the right time of day, they can actually benefit us. We're talking about white rice, white pasta, white bread, this is a hard one for me to recommend at all. If you're going to use this option, please do so sparingly. White potato and Rice Krispies, if you can believe. This is great in the post-workout shake. This is a list of quick digesting carbs that's going to go straight to your muscles without anything getting in the way of absorption. Be sure to use these carbs within an hour after workout. By all means, stay away from them the rest of the day. We can talk about loopholes or other times these could be okay to take. To keep things simple for now, slow carbs throughout the day, Quick carbs right after a workout. This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness for all your health and fitness needs. Personal training and group classes available locally. Visit trueformlife.com for details. All right, in this segment, we're talking about genetically modified organisms. In my continued interest in foods, nutrition, and health as a whole, I've come across a very interesting subject. I've been interested in health and fitness my whole life. I've always been interested in how food and exercise affects our minds and bodies. So I can't tell you how surprised I was to find out about this subject that I never heard of. In short, they're called GMOs. What we have here is lab food, basically when it comes down to it. Let's take a strand of DNA. It looks like a ladder. So what they do is take one natural strand and take another strand modified in a lab and put them together. Voila, we now have most of our foods, which I'll tell you about shortly, constructed in a lab. I should note that at times this can happen in natural selection, but this repeated process in a lab wouldn't be considered natural. This is a very controversial subject. I understand a very dry subject to many, so I'll do my best to keep the facts and info short and to the point. The most disturbing thing about this whole subject is how little people know about it. Fact, 80% of packaged foods contain GMOs. 85% of soybeans, corn, sugar beets, and canola oil are all genetically modified. 
GMOs are designed to fight off insects, disease, and weed killers. Sounds great, doesn't it? Now I'm going to bring up the name Monsanto here. This is a super corporation that makes these certain seeds. Not the only one, mind you, but one of the biggest. The thing that gets me is most GMO seeds have been designed to tolerate the number one herbicide in the world, which is Roundup, designed by, you guessed it, Monsanto. So they designed a seed to tolerate their herbicide. And when they talk about facts, they'll say GMO caused us to use less herbicides, but they won't tell you. Now they can use more of their own. Let me give you some pros of GMOs and why they believe this is a good thing. They have the ability to grow crops in an unfavorable climate, possibility of disease-fighting foods, improving the lives of farmers, and less pesticides used. The two main arguments I've come across is that GMOs will cause quick crops which grow faster and produce cheaper foods, which means the farmer will be able to grow more and the consumer will be able to purchase more. So for example, let's take a farm salmon. Grow it in half the time, meaning it will cost probably half the price, and you could have the perfect handmade or lab-made salmon ready for consumption. No one disputes these facts here. So let's get into some proponents of why this may not be the best idea. One of the most interesting facts I've come across is six European countries that have banned GMOs that include France, Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Greece. To me, if something is dangerous enough that, that a whole country is opting to ban it, that's good enough reason for me to reconsider it. I have to believe they did extensive research themselves before they were willing to make such an important decision on where their food comes from. I stated earlier, 80% of packaged foods contain GMOs. So that means most of us are consuming these and don't even know it. And how could we? The industry is built on deception. They're trained on marketing people on what they want you to hear instead of actual facts. Let's take McDonald's seemingly healthy option, for example. The fruit and maple oatmeal has a staggering 21 ingredients. If you don't know exactly what to look for, then you don't know exactly what you're consuming. Perfect for the producer. More proponents include organ damage, increased allergies, and more pesticide resistance. It doesn't matter which side you look at. One has facts and research stating that it isn't a problem, and the other does. Here's a few words from a debate I listened to. Jeffrey Smith, Executive Director, Institute of Reasonable Technology, and author of Seeds of Deception, says the Academy of Environmental Medication says there's so much evidence from harmful animal feeding studies, reproductive disorders, immune systems, and accelerated aging that every doctor should prescribe non-GMO foods to their patients. On the other side, Pamela Ronald, PhD, professor of plant pathology at the University of California, Davis, says there hasn't been a single instance of harm to human health or the environment using GMO crops. So once again, we don't have a definite answer. Here's what Monsanto says. There's no need in testing or value in testing the safety of GM foods in humans. So long as the introduced protein is determined safe from GMO crops, determined to be substantially equivalent, is not expected to pose any health risks. Further, it's impossible to determine a long-term safety test in humans. I like that last line. It's impossible to determine a long-term safety test in humans. Really? I wonder who made that statement. We can't determine the safety in humans? I think all that means is they haven't. I truly believe they don't know. A number of doctors or researchers on both sides say they don't know exactly the long-term effects these will have on humans. And the other side says there are no effects. Again, personally, I believe they don't know. These began in 1996. How could they know the long-term effects? So now what we have is not only our medical system prescribing drugs when they don't have an answer, we have the food industry doing the same. We're treated like human guinea pigs and it will stay this way until someone can prove or disprove that something is very wrong with what's going on. The last thing I want to comment on is labeling. A poll shows that 80% of people wouldn't eat GMOs if they knew they were in the food. 
So I present the question, why wouldn't these billion-dollar companies spend more time, resources, and money on us, the consumer, to educate us on their beliefs and that there's nothing wrong with these GMOs? For them not to have to label foods, for these companies not to let us know what's what's in our food or what we're buying is outrageous to me. Why we shouldn't have the right to know what's in our food is beyond me. And I'm not talking about a researcher, a scientist, or a doctor. I'm talking about the average person, a parent that has the responsibility of a child. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how it'll end up. But let's say all the claims are true, and they themselves don't know the long-term effects. What happens in 20, 30 years, when we find out all the increasing consumption of GMOs are harmful? What should we expect? One giant, I'm sorry, for ruined, unhealthy lives? My goal here isn't exactly to give you my opinion, although I'm sure it sounds like that. It was to give you knowledge and help you understand, maybe open your eyes on what's going on and encourage you to do your own research and come up with your own conclusions. Once you do a little research on your own, you'll find out GMOs are in just about everything we consume. A nice little resource I found when I was doing some research is called non-gmoshoppingguide.com. You might want to check that out. And for more information, I've posted a bunch of research I've done myself on my Trueform Facebook page, along with my website, trueformlife.com. So check it out. Do some research and come up with your own conclusion. That's all we have for you this evening. As always, I'm your host, Trueform's Drew Taddea, fitness expert. Be sure to tune in next week for some more health and fitness tips in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. one 335 2091